Hello, and welcome to Impact the Borough, a podcast from the Greensboro Chamber of Commerce. I'm Brent Christensen, the president and CEO of the Chamber. Each week, we'll highlight what we're doing to start and grow businesses, create quality jobs, and develop our workforce. We'll also check in with our community partners to share inspiring stories and important information from across our community. This podcast is brought to you by TrueLiant Federal Credit Union, a modern, mission-driven financial institution focused on the needs of its members, the businesses it serves, and our community. With five locations in Guilford County, including a dedicated commercial lending office at Friendly Center and a highly rated mobile banking app, TrueLiant makes it their business to help you grow yours. Visit TrueLiant.org for more information. Well, I'm Cecilia Thompson, Executive Director of Action Greensboro, and I'm thrilled today to welcome two friends, Michael and Alejandra, to a conversation about boomerangs. Action Greensboro recently launched a campaign um, to recruit boomerangs back to Greensboro. And you may be asking yourself, what is a boomerang? A boomerang is somebody who grew up in Greensboro, may have gone to college or university here, or lived here professionally and decided it's time to move back to Greensboro and plant more roots. And so we are actively recruiting boomerangs back to Greensboro from across the country in a really creative and aggressive campaign. And I'm happy to say that in just a couple months, it's already working. We have two boomerangs that have decided to move back to Greensboro um, with their families and, and start a new life back home. And so I'm really excited to to introduce you to Michael Humphrey. Michael has moved or is in the process of moving back to Greensboro from Northern Virginia. Um, He's in his ninth day at the Community Foundation as the Vice President of Operations and Equity. So welcome Michael to the conversation. Really glad to have you here. Hi everyone, I'm glad to be here. We also have Alejandra Thompson. Um, Alejandra moved here during the pandemic from New York and has recently transitioned um, to start a job with her family company, Thompson Traders. And she is serving in her fourth day on the job as vice president of marketing and sales for Thompson Trader brand. We are really excited to have you here, Alejandra. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. So I wanted to sort of talk about your origin stories. Both of you um, were here before as boomerangs. And so um, can you share a little about what your time was in Greensboro and your experience um, here growing up? So Alejandro, do you want to start? Yeah, sure. So I was actually born in Greensboro and right out of the hospital, went to the house that my parents still live in today. So born and raised in Greensboro. My mom's Mexican, my dad's American. So I'm, I feel like a Mexican Southerner at heart. Um, And I went to middle school, high school. I started at Bishop McGinnis for high school. And then I transitioned over to North Carolina School of the Arts. So a little smidge of Winston-Salem, but mostly Greensboro in my heart. Um, And then right out of college, I, um, I moved to New York for a job that was supposed to be two years. Um, and then it ended up being over a decade. And so I was very, very excited to finally get kind of the opportunity to come back. But the whole time I was in New York, I was very proud of my Southern roots. And people would always say, oh, you don't have an accent. And I was like, well, you don't need to have an accent to be a Southerner. You can still feel it in your heart. Uh, so that's it. It's Greensboro forever for me. <laughs> I love that. Well, Michael, um, you also grew up in Greensboro. Can you tell us about that experience? Well, I did. Uh, born and raised in Greensboro. Um, my education uh, grew from, from elementary through high school, um, all in Greensboro. Graduated from Ben L. Smith Senior High School 
and followed my mother and my father and my brother to North Carolina A&T. Um, and uh, coming out of school, went to work for Konica um, there in Greensboro in the photo imaging industry and worked for Konica for eight years, decided to get my MBA, went back to school at Wake Forest, got my MBA and coming out of Wake Forest, um, my new boss was in New York working for the National Football League. And uh, so sure enough, got the opportunity to go to New York from Greensboro, which was a, a, a true culture shock for me, having never really been away from home. And uh, went to New York and was there for um, about 18 years and um, worked for the National Football League, uh, helping to plan, produce, execute the Super Bowl, Pro Bowl and other special events. And um, uh, I, I'll say this for Alejandra, um, the day that I went to interview with the NFL in the morning, my second interview that afternoon was with Polo Ralph Lauren on Madison Avenue with their headquarters. And I so wanted that polo job. I wanted that polo job in fashion, but uh, it didn't come through. It, it, it didn't happen to be my fate, and, uh, but things worked out well. But um, the, the Greensboro upbringing was just, it, it, it was a Rockwell. It was, it was just fantastic. Fantastic. Well, I know this is just a voice recording. And so for those who of you are listening, you should know that Michael and Alejandra look very, very fat fashion forward um, today. And so I'm sorry you can't see it, but there's fashion in both of their roots. Um, me, not so much. Um, so Alejandra, tell us about, um, you know, you moved to New York. Tell us about you had a, a prestigious job there. Can you talk a little about what your experience was like working and living in New York City? Yeah, absolutely. I am. Um... I actually never wanted to live in New York, uh, so I always felt a bit like an imposter, but coming out of college, I got an, a job offer that I felt like I couldn't refuse. It was in the beauty industry. It was working for L'Oreal in their luxury division, and I didn't even know that that existed kind of before college, so the idea that like I could make up the shade of a lipstick and the name and the price and put it out into the market and think about the ad campaign, like that to me was just the coolest thing ever. Uh, so, of course, I said, I'll do it. And I think it was a two-year gig, in theory. Um, so I went to L'Oreal. And after two years, I just loved my job so much that I kept doing it. And I experienced, similar to you, Michael, the culture shock of New York. Like, eight years in, every morning before leaving my apartment, I'd still have to, like, bundle up and get ready. Because the sidewalks in the morning, that's like the highways in North Carolina. You know, like, if you need to slow down to answer your phone, you got to pull over. Like you don't stop walking in the sidewalk. It's aggressive. People will bump you. Like I remember like I'd have to like suit up just to leave my apartment in the morning, like get in, get in my game space. I have, um, this is a weird aside, but I have type one diabetes and I can constantly monitor my blood sugar like every five minutes and on the walk to work, my blood sugar would spike. So like I found New York to be amazing and inspiring, but super stressful, right? Like getting out there and like, you have to be focused. You can't be distracted. You got to be on your game. Um, but so I went to New York. I worked, you know, I, I kept getting cool job opportunities. And even though there were things about New York that I didn't love, and there are so many things about the South that I missed, I was so excited about my job that it just seemed worth it. Um, and so I stayed up there for a while. I was with L'Oreal in their luxury division. I worked on Giorgio Armani. I worked on Lancome. I worked in new business development. So kind of overseeing the 14 luxury brands in the luxury portfolio and then also working on new brand acquisition and identification which was like a dream job as well 
And then from there, I went over to Chanel uh, and worked uh, managing fragrances for the US for Chanel. So that was my most recent role. And it was all, I mean, it was honestly like a dream and, and so much fun and a little bit like the Devil Wears Prada, I'll, I'll concede. <laughs> I think it's really interesting that you both talked about these careers that you didn't necessarily know existed when you were in college. And so oftentimes when we go to university, we think about the skill sets that we need for sort of this pre-conserved conceived notion of what employment looks like and what careers look like in sort of the grown up world, but you both entered prestigious jobs in the NFL and Chanel and other brands in New York City, probably not necessarily thinking of those jobs. And so fast forwarding a little bit, you know, thinking about where you are today, you probably didn't necessarily think, Michael, that you'd be working in philanthropy and Alejandro, you may not thinking that you were working for your, for your family business. And so um, can you reflect, I think, a little about sort of the nature of the career path and, and how that's interesting and may or may not relate to, to Greensboro? I don't know, Michael, do you want to jump in there? So my career started in the realm of technology, uh, specifically in manufacturing, working for Konica, and uh, it grew into work with um, occupation safety and health, EPA and ADA issues for Konica headquarters, North America. So I went from technology um, into some uh, policy sort of work and then into professional sports. And that jump really came as a result of a professor at Wake Forest during my senior uh, second year in, in, in grad school, challenging all of us to just dream. He, he said, I want you to list your top three career um, fantasies, basically. And my three were facts and entertainment. And as a relatively young person in, in Greensboro who had lived in North Carolina at a point where we didn't have professional sports teams, you know, everything was really college, uh, college athletics. But those were my three, fashion, uh, sports, and entertainment. So sure enough, that first day in New York interviewing with the NFL with a sports opportunity with the biggest sports league in the world and um, an interview with world. Um, it was a day, it was really a day to remember um, and had the opportunity, as I said, to work uh, within the NFL, um, was within the special events department. So we oversaw all of the development and execution of events for all of the NFL special events. And of course, the crown jewel being the Super Bowl. And about seven years into my career, my 13 year career with the league, an opening came about, and I specifically asked for the opportunity to run the Pro Bowl event and um, was given the opportunity to run the Pro Bowl, which at that point was still housed in Honolulu, Hawaii. Um, so had a, a very good task of spending about three months in Hawaii out of each year. So it's, it's been a real dream. Um, but with that, I wanted to transition and did transition into nonprofit realm working um, for a church, a mega church in Brooklyn. And with the thought of coming back to North Carolina, there was a real desire to do something impactful in the community. And I just could not have asked for a more incredible opportunity than with the Community Foundation of Greater Greensboro. 
Michael, you were interesting in that you actively pursued coming back to Greensboro. You had your mind set on it and reached out to me by the way of the boomerang campaign. And so can you talk about sort of how you got to that point of saying, okay, this is my I'm out of here moment. I'm ready to come back to Greensboro. Well, I've, I've got 15 year old twins who are in their second year of high school. And the plan was um, as a family was always to make the transition back to North Carolina when they graduated. And I, I have to say without question, um, certainly the pandemic has played a role in speeding up the schedule. Um, just in real, I have this one life to live and, and just having kind of experienced in the, this last year so much loss. Um, the interest uh, just grew that much more. And I was uh, aggressively looking, I had been course and expanded my search to North Carolina with no idea that I would have the opportunity again to do this kind of impactful work in my hometown. It just made it that much more special. I love that. Well, bringing up the impact of the pandemic, Alejandra, I would love to hear from you. You had a bit of a different kind of story in leaving New York to come down to Greensboro during the pandemic and then deciding to stay. So can you tell us about that experience? Yeah, it's, that really resonated with me when Michael said that, um, you know, the pandemic kind of shifted the way he was thinking and his family was thinking about life. So we were, my husband and I, we had one child at the time, uh, I guess she was one and a half at the time in New York, and we were, you know, doing the grind and, and honestly loving it. Um, and Q1 of 2020 was the busiest Q1 I've ever had. I was in Paris a week, New York a week back to Paris for a week, back to New York for a week, in LA for a week back. So it was like, it was <laughs> prime time. And I'm pretty sure I got COVID because I was so sick for like six weeks of it. Um, and then, you know, we started, you, the energy started getting kind of fearful, right? And because it was so bad in New York at the beginning, I think that's where it was the worst. Um, I don't know if you were there for that part, Michael, but like people were sending text messages that they thought the city was going to get shut down, that we were, you know, they were going to close the bridges and all of a sudden all the offices said, you know what, don't come into work for two weeks, just work from home. And the day they said that, uh, my husband and I like ran to rent a car. I think we got one of the last rentals that was available in the city. And we left that night. I mean, we packed in two hours and we left that and we got our daughter, got in the car, left that night. Um, I think I had just found out that I was pregnant. And so I was like, if we're going to get stuck somewhere, we're going to get stuck with my family. We're not going to get stuck in here. And we don't have family in the Northeast. So we're like, we're not going to get stuck up here. Um, and so we drove down, we stayed in DC the first night and then made it to Greensboro on March 13th to my parents' house. And we're still living in my parents' house. Um, and then I started just working from home and what I thought was going to be two weeks turned into almost a year now. Um, I had a baby. I went on maternity leave from still from a distance. So I still thought I might have the baby in New York and that just, I found a whole new medical team down here in the South. Um, they were fantastic by the way, and ended up having the baby here and just staying here for my maternity leave. And I think what, you know, what we felt was definitely in times of fear or uncertainty, like I want to be close to my family. Right. That's so important. And then the, the life that you have in Greensboro is just incomparable 
yeah. I think, to the life that you can have in New York. So I remember people would, my brother would say, oh, we're, you know, we're just grilling out in the backyard today on a, on a weekend. And that kind of thing just didn't really happen in New York, maybe because you don't have the space, maybe because people are so busy that you really have to schedule your weekends in advance and, and everyone's always really busy. So to just like hang out casually and grill and, and have a drink, uh, it just doesn't happen. I think people go to New York with a mission and a vision and an objective, at least the people that aren't born there. And you go to accomplish that. And that energy is incredible and you work really hard. Um, I don't think it's the place you go always to build a family life. And I loved working. So while I was there, I was like happy to work insane hours. Like, and that was, and that made me so happy, honestly. Uh, but once I wanted to spend more time with my family, I thought this city doesn't, it doesn't offer that in the same way that a Greensboro would. Um, and I saw that. And then especially when I was on, you know, my maternity leave and really getting to spend some time with my siblings. And because when I was working from Greensboro, I was working 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. minimum, you know, like it was, it was New York hours, but just out of Greensboro. So I didn't really see my siblings or my parents. But when I was on maternity leave and I saw the way like they would take lunch together and I was like, huh, that's a novel concept. You can take a lunch, <laughs> you know, like these things that I just didn't know existed, honestly. Um, how, how do you say no to that? And then you look at the cost of living. Daycare in Greensboro is, in a nice daycare, is literally a third or a fourth of what daycare is in New York. So to pay for daycare for two kids in New York City, you know, we, we got to keep, keep getting promoted and keep getting raises and or just get a nanny like it's very 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 expensive um and you look at it in new york and it's like oh this is a pleasure this is like great we can we can do so much more with our money here so all those things kind of came together and and i think even if i'd had the opportunity to work from a distance for my for chanel where i was just recently uh even the hours and the and the lifestyle around work that that is the priority and i really respect that about the city uh but i think for me i had to get out of it to be able to shift the way that I was spending my time and really yeah. be able to invest my time with with the people that I love um, kind of on our own schedule so I'm, I'm sorry Alejandra um, yeah. I'm, I'm not in Greensboro yet but God knows when I get back there um, please invite me to one of the family grilling sessions um, so we can share some stories oh my um, gosh I would love that I would oh, really love that you, you hit you hit so many notes. Um, the stress level, I, I love to work and I love to work when I was there, but we lived in Brooklyn. So um, the foot traffic that Alejandra spoke of before, um, my day started at nine and to miss the evening foot traffic, like most people would talk about vehicular traffic, I typically stayed to work stayed at work until about eight or 9 p.m. to miss yeah. that purposely. <laughs> and this was every single day. So um, in the neighborhood we were in in Brooklyn, um, just more and more people were leaving the city, moving to Brooklyn. So parking, we, we only had on-street parking. So the concept of a driveway or, oh my gosh, a garage, are you kidding <laughs> You know, it's, it's, it's things that my friends, you know, in North Carolina just just took for granted. And and it's it's a it, it's a great existence, but it's a hard existence um, in the city. And that that certainly played plays a lot in going back, uh, going back home. 
Yeah, that's so funny, Michael. My, when we were buying our apartment in New York City, which don't ask me why we bought if we didn't want to stay there for a long time, but we <laughs> we bought. <laughs> but um, my brother kept sending me listings of houses in Greensboro. For, oh, yes. <laughs> it was like the meanest thing you could do, you know, it was like half the price of the apartment and like 10 times the house. You know? Right, like, right, right. Completely <laughs> incomparable. But you reminded me, my brother actually really heavily worked to recruit me as well, Cecilia. So I know he's with you on Launch Greensboro. And he just kept saying, like, I wanted to start a, or join my friend's company that she had just started. And he was like, you know, we have, we give Greensboro founded companies. We like help fund them. We, we want entrepreneurs to come here. We're doing all these things to recruit people. And he kept trying to introduce me to interesting people that were in Greensboro and people that were doing cool things. And I feel like in my time here, I've, I've just, there's so many secrets that Greensboro kind of has, like so many cool people, so accomplished doing such interesting things. And they're just leading like lovely, quiet lives while they're badasses. They're like Batman and Bruce or something. You know? <laughs> Well, I think you're hitting on all the points, Alejandra. It's, you know, it's this quality of life aspect with the low cost of living. It's a great place to raise a family. It's a great place for Michael to bring his uh, twins back to Greensboro to, to finish their high school and, and maybe even continue as Aggies at, at North Carolina A&T. And then the entrepreneurial spirit of, you know, this is a great place to take risks and even a great place to fail as an entrepreneur. So you fall, you know, softer. Um, so there's just so much, I think, that is here that is a great offering to people who are looking to come back as boomerangs or even come here as transplants. So Alejandro, your brother Clifford has been on a couple of the um, podcasts previously. And so he's talked about Thompson, Thompson Traders, but would you like to talk a little about what you're doing now in your new position? Yeah, I can, I can try to, um, cause I don't, it's day four. So <laughs> excuse me, Clifford, if I say anything, I shouldn't. Uh, so the Thompson Traders family business has a couple of brands and the Thompson Traders brand is the luxury brand and Clifford feels Clifford and, and my parents, all the boss, everyone at home is my boss right now. <laughs> um, they all feel that Thompson Traders could be, could position itself even more luxury uh, and be more differentiated in that space. And so they're hoping that with my experience is almost exclusively in the luxury space that hopefully I can help kind of define that and bring that to the brand a little bit more. So I'm really excited. I'm, I've never worked in kitchen and bath or in, in, in the plumbing space. And I think, you know, I was thinking I was going to come into this men's world. I'm surprised in the first four days to find quite a few women. Um, but also I feel like it, it, it could not, it, it could do with some disruption, you know, it could do with a little bit of, of glamming it up a little bit of fashion, a little bit of sparkle. So I don't know, I'm pretty excited about it. Um, I think it has a lot of possibility and a lot of potential. And it's so cool to get to learn from my brother and my parents in a different capacity. Well, I can't wait to see what you bring to that brand. And so I look forward to, to seeing Thank new you. products come out as you, as you get more and more involved. And, and I'm just excited for you to be back and be close to your family because I know so many of them and, and think they're just so fun and, and great. So glad to add another Thompson. I will tell you a funny story. Clifford and I are um, in a lot of meetings together and people often ask me if we're married and I have to say, no, I, I'm good friends with his wife. So <laughs> not Martha all Thompsons are related. loves you. Martha absolutely loves you. And Clifford says you're almost like siblings, just different parents, but pretty close. So yeah, yep. really yep. good to be here with you and meet you, the Cecilia Thompson. You're famous in our house. Just That's so you know, so we're talking about you. Very sweet. 
Well, I want to ask you guys, you're both brand new back to Greensboro is boomerangs. What are you looking forward to in Greensboro in the next year or so? Either one can start. A, a plate of Stamey's pulled pork. Okay. Okay. That's and good. And, and finding a great house for a reasonable cost, right, Michael? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It, it, you know, again, coming from coming from New York, even to Northern Virginia, we really thought it was going to be a pretty substantial price drop. And the county that we are in, Loudoun County, Virginia, is um, costly, to say the absolute least. So certainly, certainly, certainly looking to uh, uh, enjoy a different cost of living. And again, those little uh, uh, creature comforts around the city that that I became accustomed to growing up, um, and I hate hate to put put everything on food, but I I could really use some stamies and and a couple of yum yums hot dogs. Sounds perfect. How about you, Alejandro? That's awesome. I oof, it's tough. I don't know if I could choose just one thing, but if I had to, I might say I'm finally committing to Greensboro, and I'm gonna get a car because I didn't have a car in the city. So I think it's gonna yeah. be pretty exciting to to drive around, feel that uh, freedom and independence. <laughs> I love it, I love it. Well, I wanna wrap up with one more thing and that is for both of you to provide a pitch to people who are prospects for the Boomerang campaign to tell them why they should come back. So I'm putting you on the spot because you are the expert. Um, so Alejandro, what's your pitch for Boomerangs? It's a big one. I'm actually like trying to help recruit people for you because I want all my friends to move here. Uh, so I think the, the quality of life is just absolutely incomparable. Um, there is no traffic. The stress levels are very low and you can make of Greensboro whatever you want to. So if you want to stay home and relax or turn your house into a spa, you can do that. If you want to go out and start three companies, you can do that um, and anything in between. I think the, the possibilities and the potential are endless. That sounds great. And I know where you can get the plumbing fixtures for your home spa. <laughs> True. <laughs> All right, Michael, what's your pitch? Well, having grown up in this city, I think it's no better place on the planet to raise a family. Um, you have just got um, access again to a different, uh, to me, easier, quieter, friendlier quality of life um, and, and more affordable quality of life at that. Um, we're centrally located in the triad. So you are literally 15 minutes from the airport and then off to wherever you want to go in the world to travel and come back home to something that's, uh, that's welcoming. Um, you know, again, I was almost 18 years in New York and, and very much like Alejandra, um, felt a little out of place the entire time I, that I was there because I was so used to Southern hospitality and it just didn't, it just did not exist. So um, if, if there's a, a sense of community that you want, if there's a, a, a comfort in life that you want, if there's a great place for your children to grow up and, and, and blossom that you want, and accessibility to Charlotte or Raleigh or Atlanta or D.C. or L.A., um, again, quick access to those places from the central location in, in North Carolina 
quick hop and hop, skip and a jump to the mountains, quick hop and a skip and a jump to the beaches. You can't beat it. You just can't beat it. Well said. Well, thank you, Michael. And thank you, Alejandro, for telling your stories. You have heard a first person experience as boomerangs coming back to Greensboro and Action Greensboro is ready to help you move back. And so if you are a boomerang prospect, please reach out to us and go to boomeranggso.com and learn about the campaign. Reach out, let us know how we can help you. We can help you explore professional opportunities, help you network, help you explore the many neighborhoods and home opportunities, schools, and cultural amenities. We're here to help you. If you know a boomerang that you'd like back, please give me a call and I'm happy to help them also. So thanks again and we'll, uh, we'll wrap up. This podcast is brought to you by TrueLiant Federal Credit Union, a modern, mission-driven financial institution focused on the needs of its members, the businesses it serves, and our community. With five locations in Guilford County, including a dedicated commercial lending office at Friendly Center and a highly rated mobile banking app, TrueLiant makes it their business to help you grow yours. Visit TrueLiant.org for more information. You can find all of our episodes on YouTube thanks to our video sponsor, North State. Make sure to subscribe so you'll get new episodes delivered to your device each week. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at GSO Chamber. See you next time.